Playoffs are fun, man. That's that's all I gotta say. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Wow, what a freaking night of playoff games in the NBA Tuesday night. I'm Dave DeFore. That's Mo DeKeel. Mo, this is awesome. We had a couple of great games and we had that Boston-Brooklyn game, whatever that is. But let's jump right in because there's a lot to unpack. The Mavs are now up 2-0 to zero in their first round series against the LA Clippers with their 127-121 to 121 victory in this game. And I think you've got to start with the Clippers here, Mo. Uh, they just cannot defend Luka Doncic and the Mavericks at all. Yeah, it's really kind of uh, shocking, for, especially for a team that we always thought was going to be just, hey, this is going to be a very good defensive team once they got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, and everybody we're all jumping on that bandwagon game one, you know, we, I'm sure it was spoken about just all the uh, switching and matchup hunting on Zubac. And, and they just had no answers here in this case on stopping if Dantich and really the Mavs as a whole shooting 58.5% from the field. This is, I just saw a tweet from the Mavs PR, their fourth best shooting in postseason history. Like, I mean, this is just one of those, like, I'm at a loss for words, to be honest with you, Dave. Well, I said the other day after game one, they were not going to shoot 47% from three again. And I was right. You were right. Two games, they shot 53% from three, 18 of 34. And and look, a lot of this is because of Luka Doncic, and he's insane as this maestro. And he had 39 tonight, was five of 13 from three. But it just seems like their inability to guard him has just turned these role players into superstar shooters. And doesn't that fall at the feet of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Isn't that kind of their thing? Shouldn't they be able to stop him? Yeah, I mean, there were were times where where Kawhi Leonard was on him and times that Paul George was on him. Here's the other thing, and this is something that's going to be my complaint here. Okay, this is my complaint section. The NBA really screwed us by putting these two games on at the same time. Um, so it was hard to necessarily just lock in on the one. But, you know, when when you looked at it, you're just going like, it looked like the first half was just going to be a battle. Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic. Kawhi had 30 in the first half. Looked like he put the team on his back, was getting to whatever spots he wanted, had no problems there. Then in the second half, kind of fell off, started scoring late, but became an issue. But it's the defense. It's the defensive end that's been their issue this series. And I, I, I'm again, Dave, I just don't even know what they can do at this point. Maybe beat them with a stick. Like, I'm not sure. You know, they just give up the switch too easily. And with Luca, you can't do that. He's too big. So every single time he catches Patrick Beverly on the switch, what is he going to do? He just puts him in the hole. I mean, he's able to put Kawhi Leonard in the hole. So Patrick Beverly giving up, you know, six inches and, I don't know, 30 pounds? How, no fast gonna... shaming. No fast shaming, Dave. I know you wanted to. Well, Luca's a large individual. He's yeah, more like yeah, a lumberjack no... than a basketball player. And Patrick Beverly, I'm sorry, he's just is a lightweight. He's too small. Luka and you're more him. of a lumberjack than a podcaster. Look at that beard. Well, that's true. But uh, So let's talk about Luca. this insane game. He just is able to carve up defenses. And even in the playoffs, and we saw it last year, like he just is never sped up. And this was another game where he was able to find guys. He had only had seven assists. Other guys were moving the basketball too. But anytime he needed a basket, he was able to go get one. Yeah, and this actually goes back to his pedigree. Right. This is a guy that's been a professional since he was 13, 14, 15 years old. 
and has been going up against adults for a long time in high pressure situations. So this is one of those instances where he's not, even though it's his second NBA playoffs, it doesn't feel like that when you watch it play. That's why he doesn't get sped up. He's not, he just gets to his spots. By the way, these are all things we used to say about Kawhi Leonard when he was in Toronto. These are, this is, this is the stuff we're seeing with him, the progression, you know, not just the 39 points, but it's the seven rebounds. It's the seven uh, assists. Needs to cut down on the turnovers, also seven turnovers, but it's just that ability of he just has a good sense of the the timing of when to go, when not to. And we would be wrong, Dave, to not even mention the fact that Chris Porzingis with a big game with 20 points. Uh, t- uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 28 points. You know, like they're just big games across the board from the starting lineup for the Mavs really just took them over the top. Mo, in in your experience working with a team, if the role players on the underdog are shooting like this at on the road, you've got to be ready, right? When you go into their house, they're probably going to shoot pretty well. They got to be confident right now. You got to be concerned. And and listen, that place is going to be rocking, right? 15,000 fans, I believe is what there is the number they're going to have in the arena. That place is going to explode. And here's the one thing too, Dave, and we shouldn't really both teams haven't been playing with that many fans in the arenas could mess up also the maps <laughs> just being like, Oh, I forgot what this is like, you know, it, it could, I mean, it, I think that was it played a factor with the Knicks a little bit, but you know, I, it's something we got to watch for when we go through it, but this is the same adage that we've always had, right? Role players when they're home, shoot it better. And, you know, we should have had Seth on, maybe this is our nerder thing and have him crunch numbers, but it's going to be very interesting. Just the overall vibe, with the Clippers right now is going to be the thing to watch for. How do they come out to start game three? If they come out flat, this thing's over. Yeah, I understand there was a little bit of internal strife on the bench uh, there at the end of the game. So something to keep an eye on there. Game three Friday in Dallas. Mo, what's going to happen? Who's going to win? Man, I, I, Dave, I don't know, man. With just the way the Clippers are playing, I think it's going to go. I'm going to go Mavs just because I think they're 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 out of answers. We have a little issues now uh, bubbling over. We know when things are going well, how great Rondo is. We also know when things are not going well, how rough it gets around him. So I, I think this is I think we're looking at a sweep, Dave. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Game two of the first round series between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. And Mo, this one, I don't know, man. I thought the Suns were going to steal it, but they wound up losing 109 to 102 to the Lakers. The Lakers came out and really punched them in the mouth. Jay Crowder was in foul trouble early, and, and that really hurt Phoenix. Oh, Dave, uh, you totally, no, you totally missed it. Dave, they didn't punch him in the mouth. It kicked him in they the nuts. Kicked him in the nuts. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, without Jay Crowder out there, I mean, things got rough for him. But before we jump into how the game was, I just want to start with the two most important pieces for the Lakers. LeBron and AD, both guys struggling with injuries. How did they look tonight to you? 
I thought they looked pretty good. I, th- I, I, I don't think LeBron looks all the way there. I feel like AD looked there. I felt like this was a game from AD where I've seen before, and I felt comfortable with how he was moving around the court. LeBron was picking his spot still. still. There might be some stuff with conditioning also and things like that for him that you still got to adjust to. I think that's a, uh, a thing. LeBron's going to work into this over time if they have the time. You know, AD, I think, is, is pretty close to there right now, but that's why it's got to be all over AD's back right now. Well, and it was tonight, 34 points. He went to the free throw line 21 times, Mo. I mean, that's aggressive. 10 rebounds, 7 assists. He actually had a really nice block uh, when he was playing center for a little bit uh, on DeAndre Ayton, came over to the top, thought it was good recognition and, and energy, which I, I feel like we hadn't seen yet from AD since he's been back. No, and and listen, I love the quotes after game one, and sometimes we always talk about cliches and all these things, but him saying, hey, that one was on me. We're not going to win the series, let alone a game, if I don't play better. I paraphrase that, folks. I couldn't memorize the quote because I'm not that great at this. Um, but the idea was he came out with that mentality and came out with force. And, you know, 21 free throws do, does not happen by accident. I'm sure everybody, Phoenix fans are, are going to blame the refs. But 21 free throws is him getting into the paint, not settling a lot, really looking to attack you know, often and early. And I think that really kind of helped carry the Lakers in this uh, game. And this was a pivotal game, especially if they they nearly let the Suns back into this. And if my feeling was, you know, if the Lakers had lost this after being up, I was like, they're going to lose the series. And in this instance now, I feel a little bit more confident with them having been able to close this game out. But the other thing for the Suns, the other injury is Chris Paul. He did not look good. Yeah, he only played 23 minutes in this game, six points. He only took five shots. And, you know, they need Chris Paul not only to to distribute, they need him to eat in the mid-range because that's the stuff that's available in the playoffs. And if he's not out there to do it, I mean, how are they going to make up for his absence, Mo? I mean, they're not, Dave. And the reason why is he was the guy that was supposed to bring the playoff experience. I've been there before. Uh, Chris Haynes on the broadcast was talking about how he had the team together before the game to, I mean, before the playoffs, watching the Lakers Warriors playing game and scouting and and, and sitting in the house and working together on this stuff. So, you know, that leadership on the court is lost, you know. It's not you're going to have some of it with him on the sidelines if he plays or doesn't play or whatnot. But the value of that has to be on the court. And you saw that down the stretch of this game because they couldn't get buckets. Yeah, I mean, look, Devin Booker stepped up big again. You want to talk about free throws, 17 of 17 from the line from Devin Booker. So I think Suns fans maybe don't complain too much about Anthony Davis. The the whistles were flying tonight, Uh, but it just wasn't enough. And I think that uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't also point out that the center rotation for, for the Lakers slightly changed. First of all, they got a good game from Andre Drummond, and that was big. But we finally saw Marcus Gasol. And uh, before we go, Brooklyn 130, Boston 108. Uh, not much of a contest, not much of a series, I expect. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the podcasts we've got at The Athletic and on The Athletic Podcast Network. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and subscribe if you aren't already a subscriber. Thank you guys for waking up with us as you do every morning. Mo, take it away. Ding, ding. Playoffs are fun, man. That's, that's all I got to say.